The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can you go through your emotions now that this news is settling in, you're going to be out for the season and not be able to finish it with the team? Um... I mean, it's, 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 it's very tough. Um, I'm still, as I said, just trying to process all the information that I've I've been getting since last night. Um, I mean, it's tough, you know. I've you know felt like we were turning a corner to really make a run, and uh, you know I we, I still believe we still will. You know, with the guys in this locker room, you know, I just wanted to be physically a part of it. I'm on the field with those guys, and, you know, six weeks I was down and tried to come back, and, and then two weeks later I'm, you know, back at it again. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough to try to, you know, wrap everything around my head right now. Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, is here. What's up, Rita? How you doing? Happy, happy hump day to you, Holly. Oh, okay. Listen, it's a happy hump day for you. Uh, Maybe it's a happy hump day for me. Uh, It is now. I don't want to speak for an entire region. Northeast Ohio. I don't want to speak for an entire region, but I'm just going to guess it's not a happy hump day for them. You just heard Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, out for the year. And they are 6-3. and They are well-positioned in the AFC North. Six and three Browns, six and three Steelers. They play on Sunday, trailing the Baltimore Ravens by a game. And and the Browns just beat the Ravens. Your Ravens just beat them on Sunday, being down 14 points in the fourth quarter. Deshaun Watson leads the comeback. And look, Rita, I'm not saying this so you can pity the people of Cleveland because you wouldn't do that anyway. They're rivals of yours. Okay? You're not, you're not going to try to pity them. I just need you to understand the psyche of your typical Cleveland Browns fan. Not everybody. Not everybody, but your typical one. Your typical Cleveland Browns fan who's of a certain age says, yep, I knew it. I knew it was too good to be true because I've either seen it, my mama saw it, my daddy saw it, my granddaddy saw it, my grandma." Like, damn it, we see this all the time in Cleveland. This is the most Cleveland thing you could ever see. The Heights, they're feeling good. Finally, we got a quarterback. Finally, 
We're six and three. We're in this thing. We're in this thing. We love Kevin Stefanski. We love everybody. Miles Garrett is the greatest pass rusher in NFL history. He's better than Lawrence Taylor. They're feeling good after Sunday. And this news comes. I mean, this is. I mean, I, I, I can't even. I don't have time. We don't have a show long enough. We got the drive. We got the fumble. We got the shot. Way back in the day, old school, old school baseball fans. That Willie Mays catch, that great Willie Mays catch you see on that grainy black and white film. Ooh, basket catch. <laughs> then he turns around. He turns around and makes the throw. That was against Cleveland. Bad things happen to Cleveland. And a Cleveland sports fan is sick of it. And here is another one. So, look, I know that what they're supposed to say, we've got eight games left, guys in this locker room, blah, blah, blah. Rita. It's over for the Browns. You agree or disagree? Nah, I mean, I don't see, you know, where they can go from here. P.J. Walker's not that great. Dorian uh, Thompson Green is is trying. He's a rookie, so you can't really ask him to do it. You can add somebody in free uh, that's currently uh, on the market, but the, the, you know, the options are not that great. So I don't know where the Browns go. Now, I will say this. They do have a strong run game. They do have a good old offensive line. They do have that defense, that ferocious defense. So I don't think that they're going to just simply lose out. I mean, they have talent on that team, but the, obviously yeah. the quarterback is what makes the situation go. And I do think that this is something that's very problematic for them. You got to start looking at though this contract, man. I mean, and I'm gonna do my best, Holly, to keep my personal opinions about his off the field issues out of this equation. Okay, you, I'm with um, you. I'm with you. I, I did. I did the same thing. I did the same. I'm know, with you. 100. I'm gonna do the Ooh, best I that I can. You. But 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 also. Yeah. We also know that the Browns went after this guy in knowing that he was potentially going to be suspended anyway. So it's hard to ignore that big fact, right? He was literally going to be on his way to Atlanta. The Browns said, we'll fully guarantee this deal, turned around and went to Cleveland, but knowing that there was going to be some suspension looming. Essentially, I think he loses 12 games or something like that, doesn't play until December. So he misses the majority of the 2022 season after not playing the year before in Houston. Then he's injured coming into the season. And so while Deshaun has been 5-1, and one, I believe, as a starter for the Browns, those sample sizes due to injury, due to suspension, to me, that just says a lot about maybe you should have stayed away from this guy from the jump. Maybe there was somebody mm. in the draft that you could have got. Maybe there was a free agent that you could have went after that could have helped that would have not been so problematic coming into your uh, city to play. But, you know, you giving a guy 230 uh, guaranteed money, you want this guy to play. And Deshaun Watson has not been available to play for the Cleveland Browns for the vast majority of his career. Now, we know that he's going to have to probably come back next year. The problem is, is that their cap number is going to be ridiculous. It's like $52 million that the Browns are going to have against their salary cap. That's so astronomical. I'm not really sure how this is going to shake out when it comes to free agency, when it comes to re-signing guys, which is already problematic. But the Browns signed up for this. They knew this when they were going into the situation. And now you can't even utilize the guy that you essentially are going to have a blown up cap number for and 2024 and beyond. So this is just a mess. This is an absolute poop show, for lack of a better term, yeah. from the Cleveland Browns and also in terms of how this has been handled thus far with, with Deshaun Watson and his injuries. They had no back. What was the backup plan? 
What was yeah, the black well, yeah. playing? You had your Kobe Brissett. You let him go. So I, and yeah. you really didn't do anything but downgrade here. I, I I don't know, man. It just feels like they never had a real contingency plan for this. Well, obviously, I agree with everything you said, except for the cap situation. The cap, and this is uh, this is good NFL math, but it's bad for your personal life. Uh, the, the salary cap pretty much is having a credit card. If you got room on a credit card, just shove it down for another day. Just shut, just shove it around for another day. You know, you ain't got to pay right. It's just, it's, it's just, just move it down so you can mess around with the numbers. And it's fifty-two million dollars today, and then all of a sudden. Oh my goodness, tomorrow is $32 million. What do we do? We made such great financial decision. No, you didn't. You just moved some money around, but you have to pay eventually. So I'm not worried right. about the cap number for Cleveland, but your, your larger point is well taken. Was it worth it? That's what you, you got to keep coming back to that. What did you get out of it? Because Deshaun Watson move was so risky and so controversial. There needs to be something at the end of that tunnel as opposed to, uh, other than, I should say, other than, Hey, he's out for another season. So last year he came back, uh, looked a little shaky. This year at the beginning of the season, he looked a little shaky. And then yep. on Sunday, Sunday looked pretty good. And then another season uh, goes away. So if you think about the Deshaun Watson seasons between the pandemic and his initial fight with the Houston Texans, first year in Cleveland, second year in Cleveland, last three, four years for Deshaun Watson. Wow, it has really been uh, it's tough to watch. His best year may have been the pandemic year, 2020. Uh, 21, 22, and now 23. Always something, something yep. uh, hovering uh, above this player. Now, I told you the most Cleveland Browns thing ever is to have success and then watch it sink. Well, you, Rita, people like you are responsible for that because the most Cleveland of Cleveland Browns things was like losing the franchise. Losing a franchise, Art Modell moves Cleveland to Baltimore. So y'all mm-hmm. really, y'all really are the fake Cleveland Browns. You're not really the Baltimore Ravens. You're the fake Cleveland Browns. But anyway, mm-hmm. but you're leading the division. You're leading the division. Uh, and, and you say the AFC North, however, is up for grabs. Now, we were talking last week, and Baltimore was the best team in football. This week, you said AFC North is up for grabs. Just one two-point loss is going to make you think that the division is now anyone's to take? Uh, Well, if you look at the standings, that's pretty much where we are. Pittsburgh won their game. Cleveland won their game. So there are a half game back, essentially, um, from the Ravens currently at 7-3. And And then the Bengals, uh, they're one game behind in terms of, you know, four losses compared to the Ravens. Well, one and a half games back. Um, So as of right now, it's a very tight race with Pittsburgh somehow, some way, finding a way to end up being in second place. So look, do I think that the Ravens are a a really good football team? Yes, but they have this problem. They do not know how to close football games. They find ways to be their own worst enemy. That has contributed to all three of their losses this season. And unless something turns around, yes, I do believe that this, this division is potentially up for grabs. Now, Cleveland, with this big loss, you know, because coming into the season, I will say this, Holly, I had the Browns being the second best team in the AFC North. And for a couple weeks, I looked right, 
right? Now that's because you're I a Cincinnati mean, hater. Because you're a no, Cincinnati hater. No, I don't know. No, okay. no, no, no. See, here's the thing. Losing Bell, losing Bates. I felt like that 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 secondary was going to drop off. There's a lot of youth in the secondary for the Bengals, and I felt some type of way about that. And I felt like this defense of the Browns was going to be really good, which they have been, right? Well, now you lose mm-hmm. your starting quarterback for the season, so that's out. I think that the biggest wild card here is that we did not see Pittsburgh being where they are. I think that we definitely thought that the Bengals would be better. And I definitely thought, obviously, that the Browns would be better. But somehow, some way, Mike Tomlin has this mm. team second place Amazing. currently um, and a game, excuse me, a half game back from Baltimore. They don't play again till January. But uh, and, and the Ravens are basically fi- uh, they play Thursday night. So that will be almost all their divisional games except for the Pittsburgh game at the end of the year. But ultimately, this is they still have to play the Browns this weekend without Deshaun Watson. You're welcome, Pittsburgh, by the way. So I know. I know, I know it's something. And they're, and they're undefeated. Look at that. In the division. Yep. Like the, exactly. the Bengals haven't won a divisional game and the Steelers haven't lost one. I mean, really... Maybe it's not that the division is up for grabs. Maybe the division is Pittsburgh's to lose. <laughs> uh, mean, well, as of right it, now, it's the Ravens to lose. At the moment, uh, well, it's the Ravens to but, lose. But two and two, hey, hey, two and two, one of those losses is to the Steelers. And I'm telling yep. you, the, the Steelers didn't, t- the Ravens gave that game away. At they did. Christmas comes early. Christmas comes yep. early. They gave it away. I mean, dudes dropping the ball wide open in the end zone. All kinds of crazy stuff happening in that game. I can't believe I cannot believe still that the Ravens lost that game. They have is is a regulation game. They dominated for about 58 minutes in that game. They, I mean, they control the game and they lose it. But like the Steelers, this is what the Steelers do, Rita. Uh, yeah. they're, they're that boxer. They got one big punch. They got a knockout punch. They got one. Somewhere in the fight, the knockout punch is coming. Now, what you got to do with the Steelers, you got to get them down on points early. Yeah. If you get them yeah. down early, this fighter cannot win. This fighter cannot win if you get them down early. 14, 17, they ain't coming back. It's over. Yep. 17 zip, first quarter, first half, done. Not a comeback team. But if you just let letting them hang, them hang around, around is definitely the Achilles. One letting them hang around is, is going to be everybody's yep. issue. They'll clinch you up. They'll clinch. They clench you up. They clench you. Okay, hey, what's up? What's up? Boom! Then they just <laughs> <laughs> then they put you to sleep. Then they put you to sleep. So I, I I'm amazed by it. I'm really amazed at uh, but the fact they're even in this conversation because their offense. I hate watching them on offense. To be honest with you, I'm gonna be completely honest. I do not like watching the Pittsburgh Steelers play offense, but they just hang around in games. We keep saying, is it sustainable? We're nine games in with the, St- uh, with the Steelers. Uh, it's not on my bets later. I'll do my bets later. Uh, but I would pick them to beat the Browns to go to seven and three. Seven and three in November? Yep. Seven yep. and three before Thanksgiving for this team? Yep. Can they keep it going, Rita? Can the Steelers keep it going? I mean, who's playing quarterback for the Browns? That's the problem. Like, so so my thing is, is that their defense is good, too. They still got T.J. Watt. They still got, you know, they got good linebackers over there. So, you know, at the end of the day, I definitely think that that's something that we should be concerned about. I, I definitely think that the Steelers can find a way to win that football game. Now, again, the Browns, the last time that, uh, you know, that, that they played, I believe, 
the Browns lost that game. Deshaun Watson threw a pick six in that game. He had a couple of turnovers, and essentially the Steelers won. Now, the Browns have an opportunity to to give that back to them and see how that goes. But again, I don't know who's throwing the ball under center and on offense, but again, they do have some good skill players on offense to keep them hanging. So well, the quarterback that comes in doesn't make a lot of mistakes and allow their defense to be the ones that can really rile them up. I do think that they can come out and win this game, Cleveland. I just don't well, trust it, man. I don't. I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust any rookie or or any quarterback that's not going to be Deshaun Watson against Mike Tomlin. And I saw what they did to Deshaun Watson the last time they played this game. Well, according to Kevin Stefanski, that that quarterback's going to be Dorian Thompson Robinson. We'll Even see worse. how it goes. Now, Rita, yeah. Now, Rita, uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say this. I've never been to your house, but I would guess, just based on what I know of Rita on TV and Rita on the radio, I'm just yeah, you look, listen, just I'm just guessing that Rita, if if somebody is in your house having a meeting about you. Essentially, under your roof, having a meeting about you, and you're not invited to that meeting. I think, <laughs> hey, I think the NFL chicks will have a real problem with that. You know, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So you had a meeting in my family room, in my family, in, in my house, and you didn't invite me to the meeting. You talking about me? I like, I, what, what, what's going on here? That's a problem. Uh, am I right or am I right? Correct. Okay. So. Let me tell you, my brother, Robert Sala, let me tell you, my brother, my good brother from another Robert Sala, uh, brothers in baldness, brothers in vision. Hey, man, when they have a players only meeting at this point of the season, you're struggling. I need to have a mole in there. Forget about a mole. I got to be there. Sorry. Sorry. We can't. Hey, brothers. Hey, this is family. This is family. We're all in this together. This is not like I don't want the players only meeting on your off day. They got together on their off day. They had a players only meeting. Jets are struggling. They're probably some talking about, oh, he's not going to change at quarterback. What's happening? This is a uh, this is ominous. I would not feel great about this meeting. Rita, how about you? No, I mean, Ultimately, this is this is very bad bit for business. And look, I also posted in my feed about Salah, his, his loyalty tied to Zach Wilson. I don't know if this is forced by the GM and the Johnson family or this is a decision that he's making. But if it is his decision, he's putting his job on the line, quite frankly, because I'm sure Zach Wilson is a nice kid, okay? But what he is not is a very huh. good football player. He has at times played well since he's been the starter again, but that pick at the end of that Raiders game was was uh, malpractice, okay, brother? You Ooh. can't be doing stuff like that. Your team has literally put you in a position to help you win this football game, and you just cannot throw that pick. Now, look, it was a good play from the defender, of course, um, but ultimately, you just... You know, yeah. it took away all of the good that he found in that game. And I feel like that that's just been who Zach Wilson has been. So I'm confused as to why we're still here. We know the situation that happened last year, Holly, when the okay. guys 
um, after he didn't apologize when the guys had their shirts on and stuff. And I'm not saying that they're in, in that same place, right? I'm sure that they've kissed and made up since then, but we they know what we all know, which is Zach Wilson is not going to be the guy that's going to help this team propel into the playoffs. I know it's cute that we think that Aaron Rodgers can somehow, some way, come back and save this franchise in December and play football games. It's going to be too little, too late. So what is the deal here? Do you? I don't know who their backup quarterback is, and I felt like I didn't even need to do, to do the research on that. Trevor because Simeon. Okay, so we've seen Trevor Simeon in Denver. We know how this yeah. goes. At this point, I am willing to see if Trevor Simeon can at least just be a game manager at this point because your defense is good. Your skill players is good. Sounds a lot like what I just said about well. the Browns, right? But ultimately, you're in a division that, yes, Miami is playing well, but the other teams aren't playing well either. So why don't you okay. do something different? And the fact that he's well. riding with Zach Wilson, to me, is problematic because the guy, the kid ain't it. He's just not. Okay. All right. Listen, I, I, I want to hear from Robert Sala and then let, let's uh, let's uh, quickly unpack this because I, I have some theories. Okay. Uh, here's Robert Sala talking about Zach Wilson. Are you planning any changes here, whether it's to quarterback or, or the way that you guys are, are calling the game or anything like that? No, we're, we're talking there's nothing with the quarterback, nothing with the play caller. Uh, we are going to, you know, we're just looking at things in, with regards to schematically, the things that we can do differently. When speaking about Zach, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, there's, there's, there's a yearning for more or whatever it is. It is hard to make changes just to make changes, uh, just to pacify something, uh, especially when someone's not deserving. If he was deserving of it, I got you. Like, let's change something. But and that's really for every position. That's that's a that's that's a coach. That's a player. That's defensive play. It doesn't matter. All right. So uh, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that uh, this is not on Salah. It's not on Salah. I, 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 I'm going to use hard evidence and circumstantial evidence to come to my conclusion that uh, Salah does not truly believe that because he's made it. He's made changes before. Robert Sala is not afraid to bench the number two pick in the draft, a guy that he advocated for, a guy he stumped for because he did it last year. So he's already done it. It's nothing new to him. It's not controversial. He's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got the support of uh, the New York fan base. Even the mascot, Joe Namath, has the support. <laughs> has, has, yeah, it said, hey, go ahead and do it. So if he's got all this support and he's done it before, <laughs> What does that mean? Somebody else doesn't want it to happen. Ownership? Right. Why not? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, could it be? Um, I, I don't. I, I have no. I have no idea. Is it? I want to see my money working. Uh, even though number two pick in the draft, not making that much money. There's something. Could it be Aaron Rodgers saying no? Stick with Zach Wilson. I think there are forces greater than Robert Sala making this happen because on the surface, most coaches want to win today. They're not thinking about yep. the picture. They're not thinking about your feelings. He's done it already. This is not on Sala. It's on somebody else. The question is who? Who did it? Who done it?
that's a valid point. That's very valid because you're right. He did do this last year. So it is somebody that's speaking in his ear. The problem that I have with this though, Holly, is that if this does not work and somehow he gets fired, he's scapegoated because of this, because of this decision of continuously playing a guy that just simply is not playing at a high level that the Jets need to win football games. So that's my concern. Who's the real puppet master here? And if everything goes down at the end, if a situation happens where he gets fired, are they going to reveal themselves because we like you said you you've already admitted to the fact that he's done this before so we know it's not him it's somebody doing this somebody's doing it somebody's doing it Rita Ooh, and I can't wait to talk about somebody else on the other side we're gonna talk about somebody else who's always doing something too always (laughs) always finding a way to find trouble always getting into trouble Mm. Always fighting. Not good trouble. Can't take them anywhere. Bad trouble. Can't take this one nowhere. Right, right. Bad trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Not that good trouble. Bad trouble. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, he's running up the floor, and he, the guy grabs his jersey, and he's pulling on him, and so Clay pulls back. And uh, no way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Um, so I was upset about that. And then uh, the Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why Draymond went after Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> you out your mind. Steve Kerr, you funny. You a trip. You a trip, Steve. I like the way you start off. Natalie's here. Hey, Natalie, <laughs> I knew he was headed down the deflection highway when he said, there's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. Well, well, look, ain't nobody arguing with you. You're arguing with yourself. I know, right. Yeah, Clay shouldn't have been thrown out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep going? Why do you start there? Why do you start with Clay? As far as the Draymond thing, oh, yeah. <laughs> What? Like, but he dragged this dude, this dude in a headlock and tried to pull him across the court like he's cattle. Hey, man, this ain't Montana. I mean, what you doing? What you doing, man? Come on. Go 
Oh yeah, put you some put you some Wranglers on. And yeah, we got hey, we got one. Hey hoss. We got one hoss. Like, come on. Like, look at this. This is That's some ill-ish right here. This is some Ill- like, whoa, it's a grown man. He's seven feet tall. He trying to <laughs> <laughs> Last night on Twitter was an A1 night because someone was tweeting about the fact like they were like these are the bigs these are the bigs we have in the NBA because you remember how Carl Anthony Towns a couple of years ago when him and Ben yep. Simmons got into it and Ben Simmons had him like on the ground so they had like the side by side with that and 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 um Rudy Gobert being choked and listen. Honestly, I don't have any. I, I'm over Draymond, you know. Um, okay. I'm oh, not- oh, oh, oh. Well, well, hold on. I actually that. Okay. I'm glad you started that way because I want to ask yeah. you that. Because that's kind of, that's kind of where I am. I mean, I, I thought He's this last year. I thought this last year when he when he went after Jordan Poole. I thought this last year. I'm like, okay, there's a fine line between your energy and your presence helping the team to you hurting the team. And so clearly that he even he said that I didn't make that up. He said it like that chemistry hurt the dynamics of the team clearly. And now like what do you what do you you only got, you only got Steph last night. Nobody even scored a basket. What are you doing? And it's not about it wasn't about clay. Steve knows it. Steve Kerr knows it wasn't about clay. It was about Draymond's history with Rudy. I'm just waiting for an opportunity. Just say for something, sure. We bro. all say know something. that. That's the I'm thing. I'm waiting for I'm an like, opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Let's be real about it. Let's be real. So about what do you? It. So so Natalie. So Natalie, what do you do with what do you do with Draymond? He's on his 18th uh, ejection, 18th ejection of his career. Yeah, they just resigned him. Uh, Nothing him. You deal with it. It's 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 really oh, frustrating. What do you What do you mean you deal with it? That you that you have to. Do you they, want to deal they, with it, or you feel like you have to deal with it? Do I personally? There's a big difference. No. Right. But you, I, if, I you were, think, if you were the Warriors, what would you do? I don't think the Warriors feel like they have a choice, right? I think that many people feel like, oh, yeah, that's Steph's guys and he wants them, so they would not do anything. I don't think that's the case. I think this was their best option this offseason. There was a really real point with the Warriors if things didn't go the way that they did with Jordan Poole, and I still don't ever think that they were going to keep Jordan Poole because he would have always been their most tradable asset because of his age and his ability to score 20 points and the different things. But if if he would have had a good season and all that stuff didn't happen, it would have become a very interesting conversation because Joe Lacob was never going to keep Dre's salary, Clay's salary, Jordan's salary. He made that clear. And I I do believe that was the underlying reason of why Draymond hit him. Like all these other stories are coming out, but I feel like he was insecure about his contract at that time because Jordan got extended and he was at that time looking like the future, the heir apparent to Steph, you know, all these things. And I think that made him insecure. The thing about it, though, is I'm not in line with most of Dub Nation. They don't agree with me. Like, there was a lot of, or I should say we're split, you know? But I don't have a problem with Draymond defending his teammate. And I think everyone understands that. It's that, why do you always got to go to 10, bro? Like, there is pulling someone away. There's shoving them. There's like a thousand things you can do before you reach a freaking chokehold. It's like, 
And then they're like, Rudy had his hands on, on, on Clay's neck, but he didn't. Like everyone's slowing it down to take a still image to show you. If you just watch the video in real time, he he did put his hand over Clay's shoulder, but he was just trying to pull Clay off. Now, I don't know why, why Rudy Gobert thought it made sense to go to Clay and not his own teammate. So I get in real time while that's happening, all Draymond sees is Rudy's hands on his teammate. I get all of that. I'm with him to that point until he decides to do the chokehold, drag the man across the court and not let go. That's when he went too far, you know? And like, he hurt the team. You know, Holly, I see in your feed and I don't know where you're going with it, but like the last four games the Warriors have dropped, Draymond hasn't played. He was ejected for two. And yep. he was absent for one for personal reasons. That matters. You, I said at the beginning of the season with the Warriors, they can contend, but their margin of error is very small. They're not a team right. that can have like anybody missing. They need their guys. And this is a real phenomenon with Dre. When Steph doesn't play, you get yourself ejected from the game. It is a real thing. So when Rudy Gobert says that quote, and it's now viral, it's a real thing though. People have done the data. They've done the research, okay? He, like, seven of his last 11 games that he's been ejected for was also a game that Steph Curry didn't play in. And if you don't realize your importance to the team and that they need you, you know, when Steph is going to go out, it's just, it's 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 selfish to me. It's selfish. And for me, really? it offsets the good that he does. It doesn't for many, but for me, it does. And it's exasperating. Rita, what do you see here? I mean, I'm with, I'm with everything that Nat said. I mean, I understand in the moment that he felt like his teammate needed his back, even though, like, when I watched it in real time, it does just look like Gobert, it, it, Gobert is trying to just get Clay off of him. And I'm with her, like, why are you not on your own guy, but you're on Clay? But also understand that Gobert is like, okay, but this is, I'm, I'm trying to get Clay off of him. I'm pushing this guy away from my teammate, right? But ultimately, you just don't have to go and try to put somebody to sleep. Because not, not only <laughs> did he go after his neck, he continued to grab his neck. Yeah, and he tried man in a sleep hole, okay? And and my problem with this the whole thing, because listen, we can sit here and have a conversation about Draymond and his past, you know, discretions about his his behavior and things that he's done and, you know, how he's de dealt with his own teammates, but I want to know where is Rudy Gobert's friends, okay? And does he have any? Because I'm trying to understand why y'all didn't punch this man in the he arm. He doesn't. But watch Towns, though. Watch Towns closely, Watch Towns, cause Towns, Towns is real slick. Now Towns got away with something, cause look, okay, here, okay, here, here's now watch Towns on, on Draymond. Okay, real slow, real slow. Here he is. Let, I'm gonna try to get you on your neck. Watch this, watch this. He would come in there. Okay, all right, bro. Okay, they said Rudy was I'm the peacemaker. <laughs> that they said Rudy was the up there too. End of the fight. He should have did that from the beginning. And that's the problem that I have. You see how quick Draymond is going in there after his guy? No one went immediately after their guy. So either y'all don't know how to fight and you're scared. Hey. Or you don't like Rudy Gobert. And that's what no I need to know. Which one is the truth? Which yeah. is the truth? No one hey, likes you know what? Rudy. That's why so many people are defending this because people don't like Rudy Gobert. And I'm like, guys, I get it. He's a very unlikable person. I understand. I get it. But we can also be honest about what Draymond did, why he did it. And we know these two have a history. He was waiting. He got his opportunity. He, he, he wanted waiting. to choke. He wanted to choke but him yeah, out and he, he got his to. opportunity. 
and it was funny, like watching the officials, like you know, kind of ta- untangle it. They're sitting there, like, oh, you know, I'm surprised they didn't go, oh, damn, damn. They they're sitting there, like trying to be all calm. You know, you can't be calm. You know, you want to say something. But anyway, but now like, this is what I mean about the the, the Warriors. How this you can't just kind of dismiss this as a slow start. They're six and six after twelve games, and so I would say that I'll give that to. Only defending champions can think like that. So if you're the defending champ and you get off to the next year, you start off five and seven, you start off four and eight, six and six, whatever it is, you're still the defending champs and you're trying to figure things out. People are coming at you. It's slow. But when you are the Warriors, you won a championship two years ago. Last year, you you lose in the second round to a flawed Lakers team. You change up the mix of your team and now you come out six and six. I, I hope they're not thinking this way. That they're hey, not. We, hey, hey, we'll, we'll, I hope not. Because this no, is not, this is not. real. Like, I the, mean, the way they start, the way they start matters. And uh, this is, I, I, I'm just looking at, I'm, I'm not even talking about how they're thinking now. Now I'm just thinking about what I see. I get team, it. But we can't, they we got can't a lot of, they got a lot. They got a lot of wiring problems. They got but some we can't be prisoners problems. of the moment. We can't be prisoners of the moment because a week six ago, they were one of the top teams and they, they still have the best road record in the NBA. Like the losses, individually, you can explain each one, but it doesn't matter. The point is that they are six and six right now. That's all. But like, there are very valid reasons for that. They did, they, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green were out last night. Here's my point. And they still should have won that game. Did well, no. you watch? No, they, they weren't. They... <laughs> no, <laughs> Steph Curry was out last night. Okay, but you, my Steph point Curry is was that out last night. they lost by a single possession, had the lead up until the last few seconds. That's without those three guys. This is a good team, but they need to, to freaking play together on the court. And Draymond Green needs to stop being absent, right? So they were off to a great start. They were winning on the road. We got rid of all the road nonsense. And then you come home and it's madness. And look, the, the last game that Draymond got ejected from. What do you mean road nonsense? Because they he got he's been ejected in two of the last four losses, right? Now okay. the last one, yeah. the last one was a Draymond tax. It was a Draymond penalty because um Donovan Mitchell instigated it, right? It really and it was something that they didn't even call in the moment. On review of something else, they went back three or four plays and said, oh, we're giving you a second tech for this. And so he was ejected. And my point is that, like, that one was bizarre because no one knew you could go back and look at plays from three, three, four plays ago. But the thing is, he understands how he is, how he is judged in the league. And this is going to be an additional suspension. This, This is what makes me upset, Holly. It's not just last night that he's out. They're reviewing. The league is reviewing this now. So he's going so. to get additional games, right? Yep. So it's like but, you are but what bothers hurting. You about what happened? As you said, it, no, it bothers you as a Warriors fan or it bothers you as an observer of basketball that he's going to be penalized. In other words, do you think? It bothers me as a Warriors fan. But like to me, okay, it's like you, you have to think. Like it may not be fair, some of the, the taxes that get assessed against you, but you did this to yourself. It is you fair. Created the... No, yeah, because like that last, no, 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 Holly. Like what I'm saying, that last game, 
a ref going back three, four plays and arbitrarily giving you a tech, that is not fair. But that's what happens to Draymond Green. That's not going to happen to another player. And what I'm saying is you have to know how you're officiated. You have to know your reputation. You have to know how you're adjudicated. And therefore, you have to be smarter. And he still carries himself with reckless abandon. It's selfish. And I think that that is problematic. And you're really hurting your team's chances to to do something this year a team that's actually really good and has improved you're hurting their chances by all of these things that you keep doing yep it's selfish it's selfish rita rita he once said uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna here's a big here's a big statement here and uh I'll, i'll see how you guys feel about it draymond one of my favorite draymond lines when he said of dylan brooks um you, you, no, you won't be the reason that the dynasty will happen, which is not going to happen in Memphis, but the dynasty will happen without you. Okay, you're not the you're not going to be the reason that that this team wins. You're the reason the team won't reach its, its potential, whatever it is. It's great. Draymond Green was part of the reason that the Warriors have four championships It's a big part of it, but they won't win the championship this year. I'm just going to say it. They're not going to do it. Natalie, sorry, you're not going to win the championship this year. And a big reason for them not winning the championship is Draymond Green. Draymond Green will be so disruptive. He will do something to unless they save him from himself, which they won't. Are they scared of him? Are they no. scared of him? Mike Dunleavy? Mike Dunleavy, are you scared of him? Steve Kerr, are you scared Mike of him? Mike Dunleavy is Mike not scared him? at all. Scared him? He's not attached I don't know. to okay. Draymond at all. Well, I'm telling you, well, he's not. They they well, don't this guy they did not right. feel they had another choice. Short. They didn't have other options. You stopped, but you stopped short of saying you said all the right things. You said all the right things that he's selfish. He's hurting the team. They need him. The margin for error is very slim. All facts, all facts. But Draymond Green hurts the team so much that they can now he's hurting them so much that they cannot win a championship. I'm telling you, they maybe. won't win, and it would be it, maybe. And, and it's because I, I'm not going to say that that can't be true, but I'm not going to go as far as to you to say that they can't. I just don't think that's true. Things change very like the, quickly. Oh yeah, and that's true. And look, my, I think my question is that, and and maybe Nat, I don't know, you can potentially look into this. Like, how much longer um, do you allow these types of things to be something that some that you would be willing to put up for? Is the, is the level of play does it match the? selfishness does it match him hurting and impacting the team the way that it did because we all got to assume right I mean there's been conversations not that Twitter is uh God but you know people are like over under 10 games and and people are going as far as like oh it's going to be 25 games I don't think it's going to be 25 games I don't think it's a game of a rant but you got to assume there's going to be some type of penalty so if you are out 10 games and you're affecting your team at the end of the season you go back and say I'm going to, I got, I need to revisit this. I need to know if the, if the bang is worth the, the buck, basically. So here's the thing. And I was having a really interesting conversation with um, Marcus Thompson yesterday, who you all know. And so I don't, I don't think, like, I think from the outside world, the way everyone's going to look at this is like the way that I'm saying it. And like, if you're a Warriors fan and you've just been going through it, you're, a lot of us are exasperated by him but I think it's actually going to rally the team. Do you see how they played last night? I don't think it's going to have the effect on the team that people are saying it will because 
I was there in the post game last night. I was there talking to the players and they were like, yeah, Draymond had our back. Like that was something that meant something to them. It, it wasn't like the Jordan Poole incident where it fractured the locker room. I feel that it unites them. And there were actually some good things that came out of last night. It forced Steve Kerr's hands because I've said this already and people are not listening to me. The Warriors bench is very deep. That's why you had Brandon Pods, the rookie, going off for 20 plus points. They actually have a very deep team this year and he needs to play some of those guys and it forced his hands. And now he's like, yeah, he's going to be in the rotation. I can't not keep him off the court. So I, I don't believe in moral victories. But what I'm saying is I, I don't think from a team perspective that it's going to fracture them in any way. In terms of the Warriors organizationally, how long they'll put up with Draymond, I think they will put up with Draymond for as long as they feel they have to. It's To me, it's a marriage right now of necessity, meaning if there is an option out there where they feel like they can improve their team, I have no doubt, no question that they would trade Draymond in a heartbeat. I do not believe that it's this, it's this, uh, oh, we're so fond of him. And it's the, I know for okay. a fact, Mike Dunleavy, that's not okay. the case for him. It's okay, not. all right. So this, uh, so, so this is, uh, Rita, uh, you had to come back another day. Uh, you, me, and Natalie have this conversation because I have a thought that we don't have time to get into right now, but this is a thought for another day. Now I heard Natalie Esquire, one of my favorite <laughs> commentators, Natalie Esquire, <laughs> just say, love that. Like, I, I heard her say, I heard her say that the Warriors are deep. Some of these yeah. guys need to play. Steve mm -hmm. Kerr had his hand forced last night and Warriors better option. Well, you got a better. If some of these guys need to play and they played when Draymond wasn't there last night. Hmm. 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 Uh, Draymond maybe, is still that's maybe offense, you can, that's not defense. Draymond still makes this team oh, go. Stop like, we're stop. Yeah, that's, we not, can move that's not we can move that's on. offense. Move Draymond on. Offense. The relationship you move know, on from you, toxic you relationships. Move on from toxicity. Come on. I, you ain't got to hold on. You're better. You're better. I feel like I got to encourage. You're better than that. You're better than that. You are kings and queens. There's so much out there for you. Why you don't so have dramatic? to hold on to that anymore. <laughs> you ain't got to play, play the music. Play the music. Play the music. <laughs> you ain't got to hold on anymore. There's something better. I hope I helped somebody today. <laughs> I don't know. They still need Draymond regardless. No, they don't. You think you do. You yeah, think you defense. do. You don't they need do. it. They do for defense. Good to Sweet. see you, Natalie. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Well, Rita, you must know some very powerful people because uh, I think the last time we talked, uh, you had something, uh, you know, lightweight, disrespectful to say about uh, that team from oh. Columbus, Ohio, the Ohio State. But I mean, like I said, lightweight. I mean, it wasn't this like openly disrespectful, but, you know, it's like one of those things where somebody says something to you and you kind of give them a smile because you don't quite understand it. And then you think about it later, like, well, wait a minute. What did she say? You're like, you're like, say what I said. hours I later, said, I hours said later, what I said, what'd you say? Okay. What, and what'd you say? I said that Ohio State should not be the number one team in the country because they're not at the end of the day. Okay. Georgia, who has won the championship last year, should have been number one. They're last still two years. last two years, the last two years, back to back champions should still be number one. That is what I said. And I meant that because it's true. So I'm so it's not disrespect if it's true. Holly. And finally, hmm. the committee agrees with me here on this. Now, the only thing that I can they come do. up with is that yeah. the reason why they maybe didn't want to put Georgia um, at one and put Ohio State at one is because if you put two and three together, which is Michigan and Ohio State right now, they don't want them to play, you know, together. But at the end of the day, one of those teams got to lose because they play next week. So That's right. I'm good with this as of right now. I'm interested to see if Washington can find a way to sneak in there. Although, to me, it doesn't matter if uh, Ohio State or Michigan loses. They're going to probably end up in the Final Four anyway because the committee loves so. Ohio State and they love Michigan with all the drama going yeah. on around them right now. Yeah, I, I I think so. I think so. But I'm wondering, uh, Rita, if you look at the rankings, so you got Georgia, Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, and then Florida State at four. Um, I, I'm wondering, does anybody not belong in that top four? Or do they uh, forget about the order? Who's one? Who's four? Whatever. Do you have the right grouping of four teams? Or do you think, can you make a case for either Washington or Oregon to kind of snake in there and take one of those? Uh, top four out. I'm not completely sold on Michigan. I know people are not going to like that, but um, you, we've seen them in the final four, Holly. No, say, and we've seen, say more. We've seen, we've seen their more. exits at the end of the day. And I said last week, and I still believe this, that the Pac-12 right now is the best conference in the country. That's why you got number five and number six back to back. I know y'all want to say Big Ten because they got Ohio State and Michigan, but really after Ohio State and Michigan, who else do you have in the Pac- uh, in the Big Ten that you actually care about? Whereas with the Pac-12, you still got USC. Yes, I know their defense is bad, but they're still USC. You got um, Utah, you still have a lot of good depth teams in that conference. So to me, I think that Michigan has, they have to beat Ohio State because I can see them slipping out and them allowing Washington to go in as a result. And look, Oregon's only loss is to Washington. And then that game was really, really good. Bo Nix 
probably is going yeah. to win the Heisman. Sorry, Jalen Daniels and LSU fans. That's just how it goes. But they can make a case for themselves, too, in that regard. So I think that Michigan has to win. If, if between those two teams, Michigan has to yeah, win because right. I feel like Michigan has the easier exit because we've seen Michigan in the playoffs and they ain't did nothing. And we tired, yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean, there's a blue. I mean, blew the opportunity last year. Blown opportunity. Yes. Uh, they they could have, uh, you know, they really could have made some noise uh, in the playoffs last year, uh, losing losing to TCU. But TCU, I th- I, I'm yep. gonna agree with you. Everything everything is set up for Michigan. You see what I'm doing here? I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting the pressure on them. I'm just kind of putting it. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on Michigan. So is that your you Ohio bias talking? Oh, no question. No question, the bias is there. <laughs> so, they're in Ann Arbor. You in Ann Arbor? You've beaten Ohio State, huh? Fair and square, huh? huh the last two years, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing, anything going on, anything. I mean, what changed? What changed? Like you know, since 2000, you'd lost 17 times to them. Uh, they really had their way with you. I, I'm, I'm just wondering what changed. Anything? Anything about Michigan in the news? I haven't heard anything. I don't know about you, Rita. Nothing's in the news. But anyway, you're beating them fair and square the last two years. It's at the crib. You got you got a cause now. Michigan versus everybody. So now all you got to do, bet, 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 That's Tom Brady on the bet. That's Tom Brady on it too. Yeah, yeah, bet, bet. Okay, go ahead and handle that business. You go better. ahead and win. You better. If you about it. But you <laughs> won't. <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. <laughs> uh, we saw your old teammate, your backup quarterback, Chad Henney, said you have a few superstitions and that one of them has been wearing the same pair of red underwear on game day for years now. And I love a good superstition, but... You know, couldn't you just do something like eating the same pregame meal? Did it have to be the red underwear? <laughs> well, you know, um, well, first, my wife, Brittany, got them for me. So I had to, I'm not, not throwing y'all down, but I have to wear them, you know. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, I threw them on that first season. 
Um, we had a pretty good season that season. I only wear them for game day, though, so I can't get – they're not too worn down. They're not like these, like, nasty – I clean you them. Wash them. Um, you wash them? I do. I wash them. I wash them every once in a while at least. Is it a thong? Um, is it a G-string? What is it? I mean, if we're, if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them, you know? Like, I got to just keep, <laughs> keep it rolling. So, uh, you know, it, as long as I'm winning football games, uh, I'll, I'll keep the superstition going. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Rita, I'm what's dis- wrong? What's wrong, Rita? Because he's, he, he doesn't even commit to washing them all the time. He plays 60 <laughs> minutes of football. I know it's musty in there. I'm trying to understand why you think that it's okay to not wash. You can wear the same ones. Why can't they be washed? That's nasty. I need to know what, I need to know what Patrick LeVon Mahomes Sr. has to say about this because I feel like right. he would not like this. I feel like that side of the family would not be happy with this information that we absolutely did not need, by the way. I'm glad we have it, though. People just not washing stuff. They're not washing towels. They're not washing washcloths. They're not washing drawers. Yeah, you got to wash the drawers. You got to wash them. And and you hear Eli ask, he said, is it a thong or is it a G-string? And we didn't. (laughs) Yes, Eli, Eli, you're a freak, first of all. What are you asking that question for? <laughs> Why are you asking him that? All right. So, look, hey, you know, you know, there are times stuff is funky when you can smell it. Okay. When you can smell it, it's funky. Oh, imagine. Imagine what other people smell. And he's Patrick Mahomes. You know his teammates say, oh, man, we may have to lose this one. Let's lose this one in the regular season so so Pat can go ahead and wash those. I hope he ain't got no skid marks in there because you know it's round. Oh, see, oh, why, oh, why you have to? We can't, I can't go out on that thought. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.